Welcome into episode 15 of the 126 podcast. Today we have April's Coach of the Month. So we're going to get into that as well as many other things. Stick with us. Hello, I'm Addison McKelvin. This is the 126 with me as always. Coach Weaver, Coach O. Hi, Addison. Hi, Addison. Good to well, see you this afternoon. Yes. This is an afternoon edition. It is. We're recording a little bit later than we normally do, but it's all good. We're happy to be here with April's Coach of the Month, and that is Coach Wilkerson from Warren Middle School. How are you doing, Coach? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing great. We are very excited to have you on here. Um, coach of the Month is a pretty new thing. Um, how many have we done now? Is this our third Coach of the Month? She is the third. Right. Yep. Okay. And our first middle school coach to win the honors. So That's congratulations right. on that. Thank you. She does do double duty. you got to yes. point that out. Yes. Whitney's a, um, she's not a jack of all trades. I don't know what the female, I guess a Jill of all trades. Is that what that should be? I think that I would be so. the female Anyway, person. Whitney does a lot for our department, for our campus. For Forney High 2, for the league, we can get into all that. Let's just say she's girl. a rock star. Yeah. Yes. Um, just real quick, um, Coach Wilkerson is the athletic coordinator, the girls' athletic coordinator at Warren, as well as the assistant soccer coach at Forney High School. And we have to touch on soccer because y'all just had an awesome season. We did. We had a historic run. We mm-hmm. had an amazing team this year. And I really just think we're going to keep getting better. We, we had our first middle school game last night, and seventh and eighth grade I mean, there are just some, some standout athletes, so the future of the program looks really good, too. So it's it's bittersweet to have it over, but it helps when you can look towards Regional semifinals. Regional semifinals. It's the first time that, yeah. that we have made it that far, and, you know, it was a very competitive run. It wasn't, you know, there were no off games where we were like, oh, this is an easy one. It's fine. We can relax. Um, you know, our girls had to fight for it, and it was fun to watch them, like, kind of meet that challenge. Yes, and for those who don't know, so regional semifinals obviously comes before the regional final, and then it's the state championship game. So, Correct. I mean, y'all were, y'all were right there. So for people that – I know it can get kind of confusing with district and mm-hmm. by district and this and right. that. We so, played on Tuesday night of last week, and unfortunately we lost. But um, the, the state finals start tonight. Yeah. So, I mean, like, we were – yeah. We were one game away from making it to the, to the state tournament. So, mm-hmm. right. yeah, Frisco but, Wakeland team that beat you beat Highland Park in the very good team. Overtime, yeah. 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 I mean, it really was a good. tough game, but mm-hmm. Wakeland's extremely strong. Cool to know, though. You know, Forney's right there um, with those elite teams in the state of Texas. I think you've got three seniors on the on the on the team. A couple of senior starters. Young team overall, mm-hmm. like Coach said. A lot of young players coming up. So. Future looks good across the board for Forney ISD Athletics, but so, girls soccer Forney High sure has been a hot spot. Absolutely, and and I want to know your opinion on this because I hear different people think think different things about this. Um, do you root for the if you're in playoffs and and you do get beat? Do you root for the team that beat you to win the whole thing? I mean, I can only speak personally, but <laughs> yes. I mean, like uh, nothing, good answer, good answer. Nothing against Highland Park, but I was yeah. definitely rooting for Wakeland. I mean, they're a solid team. And, I mean, Highland Park's also in our district, so there's a little of that. You're like, mm. But, yeah, I mean, and it's also fun sometimes to hear some names that are not always in that mix. Right. Like, you know, Highland Park, they've won Powerhouse. state like five yeah. out of the last seven years. Dynasty. So it's it's fun to see new teams getting in there. I mean, it would be more fun if it was us, but, right. you know, it, it's always fun to see some, some new teams emerging. Here's what you say as a coach to Addison for, mm-hmm. for the rest of forever or player. I was like, and we got knocked out of the playoffs. Right, by right, the, right. By the state champion. Yeah. yeah. We, we would have been right there, but yep. state champion mm-hmm. knocked us out. Right. And That's how Wake, I, I look and, at it. Well, and Wakeland has a pretty decent guy as their head coach. Oh, so, yeah? For yeah, sure. I worked with him in Little Lamb. Yeah. Well, um, we actually we skipped a couple of segments to get into to talking okay. to you, so we're gonna we're gonna backtrack a little bit, and then we're gonna get back into this. So our first segment, as normal, is we we had to go to Coach Wilkerson first. No, it's good. So yeah, she can take good. part we're in we're our come, conversation. Come back around the horn. Yeah. Um, and you know, I thought about this. I, I was thinking about this this week. Um, just kind of where we are in the world today, where we are in society today, how important sports are. Of course, we, we think about and talk about those things all the time with kids. 
<clears throat> and and um, but I had had one of these events this week that, that really made me think about it. I'm, I'm, and it's it's completely random. This is a random weave. It didn't it's gonna seem like it anything to the sports. But anyway, like a good driver's ed student, I'm driving to work this week and. I remember, here's a shout out to my driver's ed teacher, Randall Martin, best ever, right? And I'm, I'm uh, getting onto the on-ramp, coming onto the interstate. I've got my blinker on like I'm supposed to. You know, I'm checking my mirrors. I'm looking for that. I'm, I'm trying to match the speed of the cars on the interstate safely driving and entering traffic. And uh, anyway, I, you guys have all had this. Um, all of a sudden, I realize I look at my rearview mirror, and there's, there's, this, there's this vehicle running right up on my bumper yeah. and and uh, flashing lights and you know your first reaction is oh no emergency you know you, you have that flash for a second and i'm trying to get out you know get out of the way oh my my reaction would be that i'm getting pulled over <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah or whatever but you know you get that little shot of adrenaline mm -hmm. oh shoot somebody's right behind me and i mean he's right on me then i realized wait a minute it's like a it's like a blue chevy pickup it's not yeah. an emergency vehicle and he's flashing his lights, and I can, you know, see the guy making gestures. Not that gesture, but gestures in my rear view. And I'm thinking, man, what's going on? So I'm already going 65 miles an hour by this point. He's right on my butt, so I, I get on the interstate and kind of get out of the way. And I'm thinking, boy, he's, you know, his wife's pregnant. He's on his way to the mm -hmm. hospital or whatever. You know, he's this is a, one of those emergencies. Well, he blows by, by me, blows my door off, and then settles into traffic at, you know, uh, about maybe two or three miles per hour. So basically you were driving too slow? I guess so. Um, I didn't think I was. I was going um, well faster than the posted ramp speed limit, I'll have you know, uh, Coach O. I was safely entering the freeway. Bottom line, um, how in the world does that relate to athletics? Well, I'm excited to find out. Okay, good. Yes, land that so plane, Coach. I got you thinking about this, and, and, I, and I think a lot of times we get into a season or a game or – um, a play or a single kid or position or a coach so wrapped up in this next contest, it's like the horse with blinders on, right? Well, horses wear blinders in, in horse racing because they get easily distracted and, and we're, we're trying to keep horses focused on the finish line. In our world, in, in the world of, of high school athletics, of middle school athletics, of general sports, you got to do the opposite of that. You got to see the big picture. So I'm trying to see the big picture in traffic. Um, I'm scared for my life because there's somebody almost about to run over me with blinders on. Nothing else mattered but the car in front of him. And um, for some reason, I related that back to athletics, probably because, you know, we're, we're, we've been in the height of seasons. We've had pe uh, athletics are extremely emotionally charged. They can become like road rage if we're not careful. A game, a contest, a moment can become like road rage. But if you op realize the broader picture of competitive sports, there's so many other things we're trying to accomplish, right? Just sometimes you just need to get out of the way and, and, and let somebody do what they need to do. Or um, you always need to appreciate somebody else's position. But we have those flash moments in our sports, whether it's a parent, whether it's a coach that loses control on the sidelines, whether it's a kid that has a flash of temper on the court, um, athletics can be really highly emotionally charged. We've talked about this from the youth level all the way to the collegiate level. And it's the thing that makes sports great, but then can also that's correct. You know, slip us up every now and then. That was good. We got to see mm -hmm. the bigger picture, mm -hmm. and um, you know, it's not about a game today. It's about kind of a the weave is just you know you have those moments in life where you see something that relates to something else, even though it probably really doesn't. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's what it made me think of. All right. That's all we have today. We're done. Okay. That was perfect. That was great. That's a podcast. Wait about, what about Coach Wilkerson? I, we, we will get to that. I she's was, never been kicked out of a gym. I haven't. Mm -mm. Um, Ever. She's, she hasn't received two technical fouls in a contest. She hasn't received okay. a red card in soccer. So she's been avoiding those road rage mm -hmm. moments as a coach. I have gotten a couple of yellow cards. Well. That's all right. You're allowed one every now and then. I believe they were undeserved, though. <laughs> we all, agree. Everybody sees it through this, their I own mean, lens, like, don't they? Referees are some of the most sensitive people on the face of the planet. Mm -hmm. I would not want to be a referee. I would never want to be a referee. We're going to have a referees episode of this summer. We should. because I would it, not be able to I mean, control It's a thankless job. 
Yeah. Yeah. I heard a story. I was talking to a referee. I don't know how we got on the subject so quickly, but I was talking to a referee this week who ref basketball, and he said he was refing a game where he saw a kid. It wasn't a Forney ISD student, so we're good there. Yeah. Um, he saw a high school kid slap a referee across the face Yikes. because of a call, Mm-mm. and I think he ended up losing scholarship because of it. He was like oh, a good sure player, good basketball yeah. player. Was going to go. Coach, coach, I've seen you know coaches have lost their jobs. Yeah, right. Fans have lost their ability to come watch their child play the mm-hmm. sport. But whatever you have, have criminal trespass charges filed against them. Um, great people sometimes. Coaches yeah. with great perspective. Great, great. Um, coaches of the sport right kids that are great athletes that, that it's exactly speaking to my point is it's it is a highly emotionally charged act, uh, in environment just like in the car on the way to work or wherever the guy that was on my butt was mm-hmm. headed the big picture is we need to get where we're going <laughs> if and we almost had an accident and didn't get there because uh, you know, just whatever. too focused on one thing. Yeah, I was driving too slow. Maybe I don't know. I was trying. Speed I was up. Man. Trying. Come on. <laughs> but yeah. Well, on Big that picture. note, we're going to transition to our other weekly segment. Um, you know what it is. All right. Well, so today for the subject spotlight. Uh, Coach Weaver was just talking about road rage and other <laughs> kinds of rage. Well, we're going to talk a little hunger rage here because okay. we're talking all-time favorite candy bars. Okay, mm. candy bars. Um, we're going to let our, our Coach of the Month go first. I'm going to have to go with maybe an unconventional pick, the Take 5 bar. Okay. It's got That's peanut butter, that chocolate, caramel. Pretzels. Wow. I mean, like it's got everything you need. Wait a minute. Peanut butter, chocolate, caramel pretzel. That's full. You're missing something. What else There's is in something there? Something else in there. Is there coach. cookies in it or something? Um, oh, now you can't be a take five bar expert if you don't know what the fifth. It's element. a mystery. It's the mystery ingredient <laughs> that makes it all work. Is it peanuts? I don't. I mean, she got four out of five. I don't think I there's. Know, but I don't think there's peanuts. We're trying caramel, to bat a thousand. Peanut butter. Caramel, peanut butter, chocolate. Chocolate pretzel. pretzels. What would know. go with that? Caramel, peanut butter, chocolate bread. Probably. Okay. I think Thank we just figured. I think we just figured out our first <laughs> contest. Yes, sir. So uh, we're starting something new. We have a an email address through the Forney ISD um, system for the one two six, and that is one two six podcast at fourneyisd.net. Spelled just like it is on Spotify. So it's it's the word one, the number two, and the word six podcast at fourneyisd.net. If you email us the fifth ingredient in a take five bar, you can win a prize from Forney ISD Athletics. Right? That's right. We've got a nice prize today. Um, first one to do it. First come, first serve. So if it's you get the answer right. First email we receive. Thanks, Coach Wilkerson. We, yes. we stumbled completely into that, but what a perfect trivia. And question. I, oh, I great, forgot to come go. up with the question, so thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Take five bars. So, okay. so we're not going to try to figure it out on the show. No, so yeah, we're, we're going to move to you, down. Coach. What, what's your Okay, uh, candy bars. Boy. Um, afternoon episode, Coach O made me skip lunch today. We worked through lunch. Um, so I, I've got a lot of candy bars spinning around in my brain yeah. right now. I know we've got a little bitty Twix bar that's attached to the bulletin board in our <laughs> office, that, and it's got it says beside it, "I am a survivor." Somebody yeah. gave us a bag of Twix, and somehow between Coach O, Lisa, and myself, the, they, the whole bag disappeared really quickly. You know, mm-hmm. this was uh, a few weeks ago near a holiday, and there was one little one. None of it. We're all so polite. Nobody wanted to eat the last one, so we put it on the bulletin board. And said, For I'm emergencies. I, I've walked yeah. by that. I'm going to say I've walked by that candy bar a number of times, Coach O, and I, I took it off. down one time, but I put it. Back Y'all need to have Twix. that. You need to have that little glass box in there that has a Twix bar, and it says yeah. "break in case of emergency." That's a good point. I'm going to go with Twix. I'm going to give honorable mentions though to a zero bar. That's my childhood favorite. I knew he was going to pick something that I don't even know. And I still like a zero bar in the right environment. Love it. Covered in white chocolate. Really good. It's it's kind of a throwback country favorite. And then my other throwback country favorite, the whatchamacallit. Yeah. I really like it. I cannot believe Are you a left Twix or a right Twix guy? Um, So uh, either one. I don't don't have a preference on, on left or right. However, all right. I'm, I'm, if I can, I'm going to break it and eat the caramel and chocolate off the top so that I can eat the cookie last by itself. That's weird. You're it's weird. real high maintenance. I'm okay with that. That is. Eating. 
I mean, I understand breaking the Kit Kat. You I can't do. just bite into a Kit Kat like it. a monster. But right. that's weird to deconstruct your Twix. I deconstruct the Twix. Coach O, go ahead. I mean, my favorite as a kid was a whatchamacallit. Was I can't it? even believe you just said that. So oh, now yeah. i got to go to my second favorite as a kid uh, was uh, a Nut Righteous. And, and so as an adult. Never heard of that. You, no. Wow. It's pretty good. Okay. I don't even think they make them anymore. Nuts in it. And my favorite as an no, adult is a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, but I can't believe okay. you said whatchamacallit. Love whatchamacallit. Yeah. Do you freeze I've had a lot of whatchamacallit in the hayfield on the tractor. Yeah. I like them Whatchamacallit and Mountain Dew. I don't like them hard. <laughs> That's a good Makes meal. Yep. We don't recommend that for our athletes. No. No whatchamacallits or Mountain no. Dews. It's a good summertime. Stick with water summertime and Snickers or something. Y'all got to try a Zero Bar, too. I'm telling you. You're missing out if you haven't had Zero well, Bar. Well, as Coach Wilkerson said, is white chocolate really chocolate? No. Of course it is not. Okay, on that point i'm gonna go to mine which is the cookies and cream hershey's bar i love those mm. um interesting i'm not a oh, huge sweet. candy eater but i do like apparently fake chocolate um correct but i like those and then i like um another one that a lot of people don't like i love almond joys um oh, yeah. and they're almond good. Joy's good so almond joy freaks me out because it's kind of this it, it's it's coconut but if you taste Real coconut, and then you taste an almond joy. There's a big difference, but well, I still like the almond joy coconut. It's and like the almond joy paste. has nuts. Mounds don't. I know. Do you have the mounds? That doesn't make sense. I don't like the mounds because it's dark chocolate. Oh, yeah. So did you take But little... I don't like almonds that much. So I would love it if they made a mounds with the regular milk chocolate you, and no almonds. If you would deconstruct your almond joy like I do by yeah. Twix. See, you'd that's have the too perfect much work. I just, I just downed it in one well, big bite. Well, that's what I want to know. Did you take one big bite, or do you bite a little bite to bite half of the almond? It's I don't bite half the almond. I, they usually have two almonds on the top, and I'll bite in between the almonds, and then I'll take the next one. That's going to be my next question. Pretty I mean, there's no wrong answer balls. to candy bars. They're no. Unless you eat right. your Kit Kat right down the right. middle, like like a crazy person. Like all four wafers at once? Yes. I've never or like seen deconstructor anybody. Twix. You know, I, I'm going to tell on you, Coach O. So I like to enjoy some sunflower seeds while I'm watching our softball and baseball team play, right? Who doesn't? And, yeah. And uh, um, so I'll, I keep them in my pocket of my jacket, you know, discreetly, and uh, have sunflower seeds. And I was eating sunflower seeds one day, and she's like, I don't know how you, I don't know how you can eat those one at a time, you know, because you, you keep them in your left jaw or whatever, mm-hmm. your, your left cheek, and you eat, eat one at a time, eat a little middle, and spit the seed, right? Isn't that what yeah. you're supposed to do? I mean, that's, yeah. Preferably you know, not on people. It's the American way, Coach O. Well, she goes, just, well, I, I can't do it, I so mean, I just put them on my mouth and chew them all up. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, and I have to spit them all out. Coach, it's barbaric. Yeah, it is. So you're that just, is. like, eating the salt? Or are you, like, yeah. chewing yeah. the just, shells? Yeah, chewing the shells. I, don't, I mean, to eat I just own. get them already, like, without the shell on them. Oh, that's a good way. So Yeah, make it simple. Sorry, we had a good laugh over that. So. That's hilarious. I'm not a big sunflower seed person. It's just too much work. It's That's how I feel it's about it. Too much work but for just a little reward. Baseball three and a half hours That's long. true. You know. You got to have something to do. Usually our, our softball games go pretty quick because uh-huh. we tend to run with a lot of people, um, which is a good thing. Yeah. And, um, you know, so, but I, I'm always going to run out of seeds before I can get to like third inning of baseball. I'm out. You don't have the big bucket? No, I just that was one of the coolest things I saw was whenever Daisy started selling those. They the sold those bucket. big buckets, but then they started selling them with the where the lid was padded, because <laughs> everybody would sit on the buckets. Yeah. And I was like, that's great. They yeah. just made great you know their container into a second. We're way box. off candy bars. We are. My and fault. Sorry. Another Food honorable mention on on candy bars. I think Reese's Puffs is my favorite cereal, which is obviously based on Reese's. Um, I don't know if you if you eat if you eat Reese's Puffs, but they're I've awesome. seen Reese's Puffs. I have children. They're great. Little boys. They're great. So. I've never tried them. I've seen them. Do you like Reese's? I do. I like Reese's, but I, I have my own cereals that I like to eat, and I don't like. And Reese's Puffs. We did that episode. Can yeah. I can I ask a Reese's follow up question of the holiday editions? Which is your favorite? No, I like the Reese's, and all I like is the one in the orange package. A purist. I'm a purist. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the Christmas trees have the best. Those good? I've had those. Like peanut butter to chocolate ratio. I don't okay. like any of the ad libs on Reese's. You know, they have the ones that are kind of thick. I get what you mean because like the eggs get a little too peanut buttery. Yep. So they have all the different shapes, and you have to have the right shape, which is the cup. But well, Reese's Puffs are good. They're a good well, correlation. You know, Reese's had those you know what we used to do in athletics? For Easter? Podcast. <laughs> we used to. 
I didn't like those either. Those Reese's eggs. I thought you meant athletic podcasts. Yeah. So I was like, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> we love athletics podcasts. Yeah, yeah, I just like to keep it simple. The I'm going to be like Coach Wilkerson. I'm just a purist. All right. Well, I mean, speaking try of, to freeze them, though. They're real good. That's true. They hard. are good frozen. I like, I like mm. them soft. Do you get a Reese's Blizzard so, at Absolutely. Um, mini too. Reese's with extra Reese's. So, like, let me just go to a Snickers because I put that in the dashboard and let the sun melt it because mm. I like it soft. But wow. I can't. It's it's a lot, it's nuts, so I really don't eat a lot of nuts. So. You're a monster. I'll, you go with the Milky Way then. Then you, mm, you take some nuts out. No. I'll out okay. myself a little bit as a weirdo here. You know those little, like, miniature, like, Hershey bars yeah. and, like, or she's miniature. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. So I have a very specific way I have to eat those. I have to have one of each kind, mm. all four, and I'll put it under my leg or something and get them just a little bit melty, and then I—that's how I eat them. Yeah. Um, Is anybody a big enough Hershey's fan to have gone to Hershey, Pennsylvania? No. I went there a few mm. weeks ago, actually. You I was in it. Hershey, Pennsylvania, and um, yeah, you walk into like they have this Hershey's World, it's like an amusement park thing that's like at their factory, and you walk <laughs> in and they're blasting the scent of chocolate at the door, <laughs> and so you open the door and you're like, oh my gosh, that smells so good, and you start walking around and you realize like, oh, it's just those big vents above my head, and they're just artificially. I wonder how they artificially. I'm gonna try to bring this back to athletics. Do you know if you walk in the athletic facility in August? Uh-huh. You, they, they blast the scent of football down yes. the athletic yes, hallway. Yes, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever noticed that before. Oh, yeah. You <laughs> can a, smell that from... It's a strange mixture of, like, right. Axe body spray the, and feet. Yeah, the contrast between sports. If you get to baseball season, it, to me, it always smells like hot dogs and popcorn, you know, because you're mm-hmm. going to the ball field. That's the season we're in now. We just finished up soccer. Mm-hmm. I was at one of our middle schools, and I had to... It was... We had to go up there one one evening or something, and we were walking around, and I had to walk through the the boys' locker room. Yikes! And it's <laughs> it's it's weirdly comforting that every locker room smells the same yeah. everywhere you go. Yeah, it true. doesn't matter. I've been in college that. locker rooms. The I've, girls' locker rooms do not smell like that. that. No, I've never been that, in a girls' yeah. locker room, but college <laughs> ones good. and the middle Let's school boys' locker rooms they way, smell the same. It's Although I will say the soccer stronger. locker room is unpleasant sometimes. Yeah. Cleats, shin guards, oh, really? keeper gloves. Shin guards disgusting. hold a lot of, yeah. They're disgusting. Yeah. Part of it's, a, it's all the equipment, right? Right. You know, it's part of the problem. Football, you have pads and helmets and, you know, there's just a lot of supplementary equipment. It was just weird. I opened that door and I was like, gross. this is the exact same as the day I left middle school. Yeah. Some things change. Some things never seem to change. They don't. Um Middle school boys are keeping X alive. Absolutely. That, that sure company that would not exist without middle school boys. Just a yeah. constant fog. So we're going to get on to our, our real subject of today, which is Coach Wilkerson. So we know your coach of the month. We know what you do for the district. How long have you been with Forney ISD? Um, either 15 or 16 years. It's been veteran. Like, she is a veteran. Yeah, so it's tell been, us you, a little, you lose count after yeah. a while. So. What's uh, tell us a little bit about your your background, how you got into coaching, and then how you came came across to Forney and all that. The fifteen years ago, well, or sixteen. I mean, I'm going to give a shout out to Tommy Mankins. Yeah, I knew that was coming. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, I have an athletic background. I, I played soccer and, and other sports. And I went to Canton High School. We didn't have a tremendous amount of options of sports. I played golf. Yeah. For Canton High School. That's good. Because we had we had golf or basketball basically were your choices and. Um, I didn't grow taller until later in my high school career, so it was fine. But so my my very first year teaching, um, I was kind of thrown into teaching. It was not my it was not my ultimate plan, um, but I had some like family stuff happen, so I had to pivot a little bit. And um, I taught my very first year at Kimball High School. I was just a history teacher. Um, I had juniors and seniors. My second year, I was fully certified at that point, so I started looking around, and I applied in Forney, and I got a call, and it was Coach Rush. He called in for an interview, and I walked in, and it was summer, so no one was really there, but Tommy Mankins is sitting at the athletic secretary's desk. As soon as I walked in, I didn't know he was going to be there, but Tommy's daughter and I played golf together in high school. They took me to lunch at... What's that restaurant? The Smokehouse? Is that? Country Smokehouse. Smokehouse. Yeah. We went to lunch there, and they prepped me for an interview with um, Donna Sweeney at the time. And then, yeah, I got a callback. So, I mean, 
teaching and coaching was not necessarily in my life plan when I was 20, but it has certainly turned out well. Um, I started at Warren and I've stayed there in the last five years or so. I think I've been going up to the high school to help out with the soccer program. And um, that's been a lot of fun. It's, it's fun to get to kind of split and see both you know, realms of coaching and, and the kids and everything. So I've been here a long time, worn a lot of hats, I guess. And I think whenever, well, actually, I know when you started at Warren, it was not Warren. No, I, the very first year I was here, it was Forney Middle School. Mm-hmm. And we were over, um, my first year we were at, you know, Warren now, but it, when it was called Forney Middle School. And then my second year, they shifted us all over to what is Brown Middle School now while right. they, turned that into what is now Warren so yeah and there at Brown you had your single favorite student of all time correct Um, we're talking to yet another one of my um, teachers that I had in I guess I don't know if you were teaching seventh or eighth grade then I don't know when I feel like it was probably seventh grade I think so too I think you were my first history teacher in middle school best obviously absolutely I don't even remember who my second history teacher was that's right uh, you know, we, we don't plan it. We're not scheduling. We're not. Uh, this is not the tour of my high school <laughs> We're not career. trying to. I, I don't know if you repeated a lot of grades or how, how did I that? I did. That somehow, no matter who we bring on here, they <laughs> they had you in class or they coached I you. Mean, I mean, Addison's still in school, right? <laughs> I am. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping on graduating this year, but we'll see. Addison has always been here. He will always yes. be here. You know, um, we had on we had Tommy Mankins on last week. Yes, and of course. We, we mentioned the six degrees of Tommy Mankins. I think he, he mentioned that. Somehow... Everybody's connected in some Absolutely. way to Tommy, uh, just because he's been doing this so long. He's been, uh, you know, uh, and he's a talker. Area. Like he knows everyone. And he is a talker. He is that. Um, that's one way to describe Coach Mankins, yeah. as well as many others. Well, there's um, some Tommy stories in the future. That for was this a podcast, y'all. But around that time, obviously, whenever I only know whenever I was there, but whenever Coach Mankins was, I guess he was the coordinator at the time. Yes, he was. Um, there was a really good staff there, and the only reason I know that is because, one, I was there, and two, a ton of people are now coaching in high school. Absolutely. I mean, uh, just a couple of them. Coach Reeves moved up to Coach Forney for a while. I don't know yeah. where he is now. Coach Connor moved up Coach Forney for a while. Now he's coaching track he's, in Wiley, yeah, I believe. Head, head track coach over there. And then um, Coach Schmidt is, is at Forney yeah. High. I mean, we've had a ton of different coaches move up from that. And that's just the ones that I can remember right now. Coach Chin ended up moving up from. He's coach. Yeah. He was saw him last night or yesterday afternoon at our groundbreaking for our uh, new aquatic center over there uh, on the site close to where Jackson Middle School will be. Coach Chin was there, mm-hmm. um, coaching on our. He coaches with our swimming staff, swim and dive staff. So uh, he's still in the district working. Yeah. So coach how Holloway? long? I mean, like yeah, yeah. Coach Holloway. Yep. How coach long Holloway have you been the athletic director before? <clears throat> been over a decade. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to be like Coach Wilkerson, like what is it, 10, 11, 12, 10, 11, 12 years, something like that. When I started, school. you were the head basketball coach. Yeah, yeah. Girls basketball, basketball coach and, and girls court here. Yeah. How um, does that make you feel whenever you see coaches that have been been around for a long time, like mm-hmm. that have either moved up to the high school or like, like Coach Wilkerson moved on to being coordinators? Well, I'm going to tell you, I mean, it's our philosophy. It, it, it aligns with what we are attempting to do, what we're trying to do. We've talked about this a lot on this podcast, and that's growing coaches. Um, we want our coaches to be successful in the endeavor that they're involved in at that moment in that year. But I'll go back to my road rage thing, totally flip side of the coin. But if we keep our eye on a bigger picture, right, we, mm-hmm. do we want a coach to, to do a great job in the game? You bet. We want our coach to, to coach his or her tail off in practice, in the game, in this season. Do we want them to make the playoffs, win district, be successful, have a winning year? Yes, we do. Do we want our coach to be great with kids and build character and teach life lessons? Yes, we do. But that's all building toward the growth of that coach as well. The coaches get better. The coaches learn more. The coaches have um, a track record of success. And we like that in our system. We started this podcast with Holloway and Fleming months and months. Both, Both coaches that began at the middle school level worked their way up and are now head coaches in our system. One of them is a girls coordinator at the high school. Uh, Coach Wilkerson's example of someone who has done a marvelous job in her everyday endeavors, her weekly endeavors, her seasonal endeavors, but she's a coordinator at a campus now. Um, that's the way this works, and ideally, you know, I mean, not that there aren't some great, we try to hire great people. 
you know what I mean. I mean, you know, Coach O and I talk about what kind of people we're looking for when we hire coaches for Forney ISD. Um, but when we have somebody that's really strong in our system, mm-hmm. we're always prepping. And coaches should be prepping themselves. This is about life learning. But um, we're always preparing for whatever's next. And for many of our stellar staff, mm-hmm. that's a move up in our well, system. Let's keep bringing them on on the show because I enjoy this. I enjoy talking to my old teachers and coaches and stuff, especially since at, at Forney Middle School, I was the host of our of our um, news that we had for oh. announcements. You'd, we'd watch the news You've on TV. You've grown as well. And Allison. I have too. That's I feel like this is progression Big for picture. Like everybody. tube TVs. I <laughs> yeah. mean, like... Wheel that card in. Mm-hmm. Coach Wilkerson sees the big picture. Mm-hmm. That's really important, right? Coach Fleming, those Coach Mankins, Coach Paul, the people we've talked about are looking at a broader scope of athletics than just what's going on right now in this practice and this game with this kid and this parent in this moment. That's how you get yourself in trouble. That's that's how you lose sight of what what's important in our industry, so to speak. Um, that's how you let yourself. Have one of those road rage moments that derails mm-hmm. your, your 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 coaching endeavor. So, um, coach, you talked about how you've you've obviously coached and taught at middle school for a while, but you've been helping with with high school for the last several years. Um, how are those different for somebody who hasn't coached before? Mm-hmm. What's how do you approach middle school as opposed to, to to high school? Good question. Well, I think middle school you really have to you focus a little more on fundamentals and a mindset and you know daily work and then at the high school level you really just get to kind of fine-tune everything because it as a general rule and I'm only speaking for the soccer program because that's all I've really done up there but you know they know how to pass the ball they know they know how to shoot the ball they know how to you know slot the ball they know how to do all that it's about making them better and pushing them you know, to to work with their team and to to get to a new height. Whereas in middle school, you may be teaching somebody to dribble a ball. I mean, it doesn't happen as often. Um, I would say Forney has been very blessed with with youth sports. So as a as a general rule, we get we get athletes at the middle school level that have, have played before competitively. But you know, you'll still see those like raw athletes at the middle school level that you don't necessarily get to see at the high school level. The high school, they've, they've chosen a path, and it may be, you know, multi-sport, but you're, you're not generally going to get those kids just walking in and be like, hey, this looks cool. Can, can I try this out? Like you do in the middle school level. You can be like, oh, you, pl- you play softball? Uh, you'd probably be pretty good at volleyball. Why don't, you, uh, why don't you come try this out, you know? And so you get to develop, I don't know, you focus more on developing, like, a love and a passion for the sport, whereas at the high school, they've already got it. You're like, then it's like winning mentalities and, you know, overcoming, you know, you've had a bad day, so you want a low fit practice. No, no, no. I mean, like, you're a varsity athlete, let's go. The middle school, you know, they're they're kids. They're, and I know they still are at high school too, but, you know, we're, we're dealing with 13, 14 year old girls, and that is, that is a different, mindset than anything anyone will coach. Um, middle school coaching is different every day. Um, these girls just, it's, you know, it's fun to see them grow and grow and grow, but you're reminded a lot of times these are still very much kids. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, every year you've got to figure out which, which team can I, can I push and can I be a little harder on and, and which do I have to like arm around the shoulder and be like, okay, look, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. You gotta calm down. Take a breath. You're fine. I'm not mad at you. You shouldn't be mad at you. Yeah. Or at the high school level, they're like they're a little more focused, and mm-hmm. you can push them a little bit harder. Middle school, you've got like you know, if I have 12 girls on my volleyball team, I may have to teach all 12 of them differently. High school, it's a little more like team mentality, I guess. Is that what is that something that you really like about it? Because I know a lot of coaches who love coaching. Don't stick around middle school very long. It's it's yeah, a different animal. It is. You I mean like I even I have coached with tons of people that middle school is a stepping zone. But it's also like I would say a calling. Like if you're good at this, you're good at it. Like um, coach Bowen and coach Cook, I've coached with for all but 
one year here. Yeah. And, you know, I think all three of us at one or many times have been asked, you know, we've got a spot at the high school, come on up. And we're like, no, thank you. No, thank you. And, you know, I'm sure it has frustrated people over time, but, you know, middle school is a different thing and it's, it's, it's fun in a different way that not everyone likes. Like not everyone is all about that middle school life, but you know, these kids, you still, they're still kids. You still get to like joke around with them a little bit. You know, they're still, they're not like too cool yet. So you get to, you get to instill that love of the sport with them and then send them to the high school and you get to see them like continue to grow, but not necessarily with us as coaches. We've had a really great staff at, at Warren Middle School for a long time. Absolutely. Because there's long-standing staff that they've, they've, they've you know, um, promoted a lot of uh, great kids and athletes to the high school level. <clears throat> Two things struck me as, as Coach Wilkerson's talking there. One, you heard Cody and Don on here last week. One, one thing that came up, we didn't plan this. We didn't, you know, we didn't book Coach Wilkerson as middle school coach next. But... Both of them said, you know, Mm -hmm. every coach should start at the middle school level. And I think there's two pieces to that. One, because that's – Cody said, you know, he learned more in his first year as a coach at middle school than he did maybe his whole rest. He's an athletic director at a a multi-high school school district. Mm -hmm. Um, I can agree. I can agree. I I learned a great deal in my early years as a middle school coach. There's so much to learn at that foundational level of sports. But it's also a really neat window into – the development, Coach said, the, you know, they work on the mental and the physical, the, the, de- the, the initial development of a student athlete, seeing a, a kid, a child become what they are going to endeavor to be as they continue to grow, really important, and it, it's a really neat time, and it's an absolutely critical time as well. That we're going we're gonna to win them or we're going to lose them. At right. The yeah, that's level. that's when a kid's going to decide if they're going to keep doing this. Because it's yes. even as as one of those kids who benefited from the youth sports of Forney, I didn't play youth football, but I played basketball growing up, Lions Club basketball. So I had a little bit of experience, but it was a whole new thing coming into athletics. I mean, we we yes. talked about that just first day with Coach Mankins. How you know mm-hmm. I'm sitting there just wide. I have no idea what to do. Coach Mankins is you know yelling, doing this, do that, do yeah. this, try to organize. We had. That's that was right before the school split. So right. there were ton, we had so four football teams, yes. and there were we didn't four. have A, B, C, D. We had four even football teams. It's the first time that, I think we've kids. ever done that. Yeah, person only. Just so, so yeah. many students at one place. So I mean, it was it was crazy, and and it's a big deal how those coaches, how certain coaches resonate with certain kids on whether or not they're going to keep going. Like for me, Coach Chin was one of those people that in basketball, Coach Chin, you know, just a couple times said something to me that made me want to keep playing basketball like yeah. and that's that is a huge thing and it takes certain types of people to coaches do it. that are really successful are passionate about it mm-hmm. and, and that is that is um noticed it's um communicable <laughs> i mean you you want to be around if you love a sport you want to be around somebody that that loves that sport and loves coaching that sport and is excited about that sport uh that, that's that's definitely the case at warren's definitely the case coach wilkerson's why she's at this table as coach of the month um I'm sure. I'm sure it 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 it's passed along at the high school level too. We're fortunate to have her at both campuses involved. I got to throw this out too. Coach Wilkerson also, you know, she does more than just coach kids, um, as every coach does, but she also goes above and beyond in that she uh, runs our system for our track meets, which is really important. You don't see that it's behind the scenes in the press box, but somebody's got to keep up with all those places and ribbons and medals and managing the system. A um, couple of different computers are involved and, you know, your timers and your, your reporting times and, and placing kids and all that. Big job, Coach. Coach yeah, Bowen. once you start thinking about how many kids are running oh and my how gosh. many events there are, then yeah. you're like, oh, my God, you see somebody run, has to but, do this. I don't want to do this. <laughs> yeah. That race is 32 yeah. seconds long, but there's so much that goes there's, on behind the yeah. scenes. She, she, she manages all that along with Coach, Coach Bowen and, and Coach Wilkerson, I mean, and Coach Cook. Yeah. And um, she also keeps the, the records, the seating, uh, and placing for the entire Metro League middle school. Our middle schools, the way we participate, a little bit different. Um, we kind of have a unique deal in that we participate in what's called the Metro North Zone. The Metro League, there are 20, 20 schools involved in Metro Middle School, the Metro Middle School League. So ten in the north, ten in the south, um, all the way, you know, sp- spanning all the way from 
uh, you know, Kennedale, Alvarado, we've had all, all the way around South Walks, Hatch, of course, County, come all the way around Metroplex up here through us and through Kaufman County up to uh, Hunt, Rockwell County, Hunt County, all the way up to Greenville. There's some long bus rides in middle school Well, sports. that's why we zoned it, yeah. right? So right. we can play a north zone and control Minimize our that. travel. Still Texas, though. But it's <laughs> got, yeah, it's it, it's it's a league we've had a long time, but it's grown, mm-hmm. it's gotten better and better, and it's really yeah, cool. Yeah, we started out with like six or eight yeah, teams. Yeah, six or eight teams. I mean, it used to be fairly small, but... It's just grown, and, and it's cool because we, we, we all have a sort of by consensus do the same things the right, what we feel like is the right way, the best way. We try to find the best way together. But we also, the zones play their zone contests in any sport, and then track's a great example. Then we get to participate across against the teams in the other zone and see some new competitions. So it's not playoffs, but it's an opportunity to play um, somebody that's also your seed from the other zone. You know, the ones get to play the ones, or you get to play a season-ending tournament. You get to move on to a district track meet and see those top two kids from that other zone against our top two kids in our zone. Really fun way to okay. approach middle school sports. So Coach does a lot of management within that, behind the scenes, again, that's um, so important to make the whole thing run properly. Well, and I think that's, I mean, not just what I do, but – that's, that's something a lot of people don't realize about coaching. It, I mean, like, all of our lives would be so much easier if we just planned our practices, walked yeah. in, and then went to games. Yeah. But it's officials, making sure you have lights, making sure your kids have clean uniforms, getting them their uniforms on the day of, keeping some spares when someone inevitably forgets their uniforms, you know, making sure you have officials, making sure the other teams are coming, making sure you have concessions, making sure you have table workers. I mean, like, there is just a laundry list of things that, as coaches, we have to think about that have zero to do with actually coaching those kids. So, you know, a lot of times parents or kids are we'll be kind of like running around and it, it maybe doesn't look like we're totally like tuned in. Like, you know, if the B team game is going on and I've got a team or something and I'm going to make sure, you know, the refs are here and the concession stand's going. You know, it's not always – it's always that background stuff that if it doesn't get done, oh, people notice. (laughs) But, you know, you walk in, you got lights and you're jamming, you're like, cool. But that doesn't just, like, happen. So, you know, even young coaches, they come in, they're like, wait, what? I have to do laundry? I'm like, you do. And you have to do it on a time scale. Like – these kids have to have their uniforms. Then you have to take them back up. Then we got to wash them all. You know, it's just, it's all the, the little stuff that people don't realize it goes into all of this. Like, you can't have a successful program if, if you're not getting the unnoticed things done. There's a lot Great of that. Great point. Yeah, I'm, I yep, mean, yep, yep. and there's a lot of that all over the place. I talk about that that kind of, kind of stuff with my AV students, that if you're editing a film, I say, if someone notices your work, you messed up. And that's what, that's what you said. If it's not there, they notice. Yeah. Right. But whenever it's there, nobody seems to notice. Well, that is that is one of the reasons why we have something like this. We do notice. Um, <laughs> it's funny. So. We talked about growth. You know, with growth, um, we, we talked about this before. Your staff gets a little bit bigger usually. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, you have wonderful facilities. You know, your facilities grow. you got better facilities, more access to things for kids, bigger weight rooms, more, more equipment usually with growth, more kids definitely with growth. And some of those things... Um, this is the conversation we've hit on too before. We, we have systems that we try to make more efficient, you know, but when you're little, you walk in there and you, you flip a light switch. Right. You get a little, you little a bit little bigger key, because right. you got more people leaving the lights on. So you, now we got to all have a light key, you know, because only certain people can turn the lights on. You get this big, you got to go in a, a week in advance and on the computer and schedule your lights for game night or you get there and the lights don't come on, right? Make I sure mean, you have custodians. So then you just <laughs> yeah. got like, like, oh no, yeah. oh no. Where's the trash can? There's not right. one. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Making sure know. you've got SROs. I mean, like all of this crazy stuff that... Yeah. It's like panic-inducing when you realize you've forgotten something. But, you know, especially at the middle school level, you've got so much going on at one time that, I mean, like, even for myself, I've had to start making a list. I'm like, okay, here's here's game day stuff. Here's mm-hmm. the day before game day stuff. You can game always after. use the uh, checklist in the back of your coach's handbook. Coach uh, that's what it's modeled from. <laughs> what I would recommend starting with. Yeah. Well, Warren Middle School is a fine-tuned machine. We always say that all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's because of... People like Coach Wilkerson that are there. I mean, I could not do it without Coach Bowen and Coach Cook. Do you have any interesting 
um, you know, mess ups that you learned from? Do you have any oh crap moments where you showed up and didn't have uniforms or something? Um, or have you just done a great job since the beginning? No, let's, let's not go crazy. <laughs> uh, I think the most panic inducing things that have happened generally came with trophies. Uh, I would forget to order them. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, Dan Chambliss and, and now his wife, but. I could literally like call the day before. I'm like, guys, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I forgot to order these trophies for this volleyball tournament that we're hosting. And Dan would be like, don't worry about it. I'll I'll drop him off in your office because he still had like keys to Warren. Yeah. So he would just like let himself Dan in and did leave almost him live on campus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like on the corner of the. There's another connection right there. You talked about uh, who taught you how to drive. Mr. Chambliss taught me how yeah, to drive. Yeah. He was the driver's head teacher for okay. a long time in Forney. Yeah. And, and he taught me how to drive. We've seen him many times in the Warren parking lot after yep. he retired. But, I, I mean, like, I think those are the times that I feel like I've messed up mm-hmm. the most. I, I think I messed up a bracket one time in a invitational tournament. Like, someone didn't have, like, a second game, and I was like, uh-uh. And so we were just, like, making it up on the fly. But, um. I, don't, I mean, like, in my real life, I'm not super organized, yeah. but in my personal life, that. I am. Ooh, my bedroom is a disaster right now. Just hey, there's probably a lot of that in coaching. I would yeah, bet a lot of organized true. coaches well, I mean, who are Addison. disorganized yeah. people at home. You put, look, you've got to invest your time somewhere. Mm-hmm. She didn't talk about the fact that she can cook. I can oh. cook. You can. It's my stress release. Yeah. Okay. Um, she can throw down. Yeah, so if my students want to make a cooking show, we have our we yeah, have our I'll host. Come in. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll judge them. I'll be the the Padma to your top chef. And uh, so <laughs> you talk about all the stuff you do. We haven't even talked about you teaching. You oh, also yeah, that's do that on top of teaching. Yeah. Um, so you've have you taught history? I know you're teaching history now, and you taught history then. Have you taught history the whole time? I have. Yeah, I started out seventh grade history, and I think. I don't know, maybe six or seven years in, I shifted to eighth grade history. Why history? Um, I was a political science major in college, so that was part of it. But, I mean, math, science, it, it clicks, but not really. Like, yeah. I, I, there's there's no passion with the periodic table or, you know, equations. Uh, history, I can talk about all day. And, you know, I think we all had those those history coaches growing up that are that are definitely, like, Writing down plays and, and stuff during class and showing a video, um, and I really not just, anymore. Not in Forney ISD. Not in Forney. I was talking about in my youth, but yeah. um, come a long way. You know, I didn't want to be one of those. And, and history can be super boring, but it can also be super interesting. And the passion of the teacher, much like the passion of the coach, is the right. key to that. I, I had. I got to say, I was fortunate to have a couple of great history teachers to the point that I became a double major and majored in it because I just loved it. Right? I didn't really set out to teach it, but I just loved history because my teachers loved history. It's like you, you, you know, you love sports because that coach that's so passionate at the middle school mm-hmm. loves sports, and you get into it. Um, that's really important. The, the relationships in this business. You heard Dr. Terry talk about that, right? About relationships being first. It's absolutely the truth. Mm-hmm. The relationships come first. Everything else in education comes as a result of that. And you mentioned, okay, so you had a you're a political science major. Teaching was not your first thing. If you weren't a coach right now, what would you what would you be doing? Uh, the plan was to go into law. I was going to okay. be like a, a family lawyer. That sounds cool. Eh. It's, yeah. it's yeah, not as cool you know, as coaching, like, but it's not cool. as cool as coaching. So um, I I can look back now. I think I, I made a good decision. I, I don't. I don't know how much I would have loved going into work every day being a lawyer, but being a coach and a teacher, man, it's different every day. There's no, there's no time to get bored, and every day is totally different than the day before. So, oh, with middle school, I'm I'm sure um, we love our middle schoolers. We don't we don't want to say anything bad about middle schoolers, but we do know that to be a middle school coach, um, you're a special person. We'll put it that Absolutely. way. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. You deal with some. She said this too. Like, um, you know, I. I we look at middle school staff, we hire middle school coaches, we um, evaluate middle school coaches. I think there, there are a couple of different kinds of really good middle school coaches. Coach Wilkerson loves middle school and is a great coach that loves that age kids and loves that um, investment that's gotta be made at that level. We all, she mentioned coaches that are working their way up in the system. They love coaching. 
They love sports. They love teaching leadership. They love teaching character. They start out at the middle school level and, and then end up moving up in that system. But both of those people are very successful because of uh, their perspective and, and because they know the big picture and, and they, they see that. What you don't want is that middle school coach, we haven't had this very often in Forney ISD, that wants to be at the middle school because they just have one game night a week instead of two. Mm-hmm. Or because, you know, the practices are shorter, right? Um, and, and there's that mentality out there. Right, and then she's they're looking really at me disappointed. Like because crazy because she knows middle school's you're, busy, you're, busy, busy. You're scouting. You're yeah. working high school games. Right. You're going to high school practices. So, like, the middle school coach really is, is doing two jobs because it's not if like... If they're you, doing it well. If you are doing it correct. Yep. But... We are not on separate planets. We we are very intermingled. There is, you know, I, I can speak for Warren I, I, Brown as well, but, you know, we are very involved in the high school programs, and the high school yeah. programs are very involved with our programs at Warren. So there's no, like, oh, we're here and they're there. It's it's very, I don't know, interdependent. It's a true sense the, of vertical alignment. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, you we're constantly working with each other, but... You know, those coaches that are like, oh, middle school's not as much time. Those are the ones that don't last very long because... In Forney ISD. We, I mean, right. there, but you know as, good as, as well as I do. Right. There are some middle school coaches out there that are just kind of satisfied to be where they are at middle school. Uh, you know, hey, I can get by with just a little bit. And that's, that's what we try to avoid. And I think we've done a great job of that. I think our coaches on staff overall fit into one of those two categories, those people who are... Who are are uh, investing their time now, working their way up, and those coaches who do a fantastic job where they are and know it and love it. Um, we've got a great mix here in Forney ISD, and um, so it's been good. It's been really good. Mm-hmm. Coach Wilkerson and her group over there at Warren been stellar. Well, we planned on having a couple student athletes here today, but they actually didn't make it over here. Um, they're fine, I'm sure, but they're not in this in this room with us right now. But we went 50 minutes with you, Coach, so I'm not worried about our time here. Um, there is one more thing. You've talked about the big picture. The picture's getting bigger yeah. in terms of middle schools. No, that's 40. a good, yeah, um, good point, bring that up. We uh, are building Jackson currently. Yes. If you've driven by the new site over there, diagonally across from Criswell Elementary, um, it's going to be a big, big, beautiful building. It's actually got mm-hmm. an in- intermediate school under the same roof. Rhodes Intermediate shares a building. Um, share some facilities with Jackson. Um, so it's the first time Forney ISD's built a secondary campus in over a decade, uh, has opened a secondary campus. And so that's important. That's always a big job. There's a, a lot that come, comes with that. Like Coach said, a lot of extra yeah. goes goes in coming and bu- opening a building for the first time. Um, don't have time to go into that now, but this is also a little bit different. It's a shift for us because it's the first time ever that we've had a secondary system that will have a split feeder, right? Mm-hmm. So um, Warren has always fed Forney High School exclusively, so every kid from Cake, you know, coming up knows they go to Warren, they're gonna play, if they play a sport at Warren, you're gonna play at Forney High. Same with Brown for North Forney. Um, there'll be some, some Forney kids that go to Brown, a few. Um, Jackson's gonna be like 60-40. Mm-hmm. You know, the numbers will still have to be worked out. And it'll, it'll be similar in athletics, won't be exactly whatever the total body, student body is. Um, but it'll be split, and we've never been split before. We met this week with a with a uh, committee that we're calling the D&D Committee, Diagnose and Design. We're looking at our middle school systems now. What's What are our middle school system strengths? Coach Wilkerson was in this, we had a Zoom yesterday with our coordinators, high school coordinators, our middle school principals, our new middle school principal, Mrs. Pearl. We were all in there talking about these things. Um, what can we diagnose now that are, that are strengths as well as areas we can focus and, and work together to make better? And then how are we going to design a system that's equitable for every kid, 7th or 8th grade, no matter which campus they go to, boy, girl, no matter what sport they play, we want those, we want all of our kids to have that same um, great opportunity that, that, that the kids at Warren have had under Coach Wilkerson's tutelage. And we want those, all of our kids to feel important, you know, whether, which, no matter which high school they're going to, right, no matter yeah. which feeder system they're. So we're kind of focusing on um, systemically, you know, what are we doing across the board for seventh graders in Forney ISD? No matter what campus you're at, how do we make um, our seventh graders prepared for eighth grade? How do we make all of our eighth graders ready to be great freshmen in whatever system they're going into? They're still going to be, you know, we're still going to have feeders. I mean, our kids are still going to know what high school they're going to, but we want all of our kids to have an, an equitable opportunity to have a really great experience in seventh and eighth grade sports 
to love it as much as all of us learn to love it um, and to grow from it and to be exposed to great people like Coach Wilkerson. Well, stay um, stay tuned on all the Forney ISD communication outlets, you know, social media, website, things like that for news on, on new campuses and specifically Jackson and Rhodes. Um, that's a huge project, something that the district is very proud of and should be. I mean, if you haven't seen the plans for those buildings, check those out. They're pretty incredible. Um, so there's a lot going on in the district. Um, athletically speaking, we're going to go to you for around town because we don't have Reed again. Yeah, that's good. Hi, and I'm going to tell you this around. So I'll start with around town with this. We had a groundbreaking yesterday at the new Forney Aquatic Center that's going to be built over there, close to the same, same site as Jackson, across the, across the driveway. Um, a lot of our swim kids were there, swim coaches, parents, and um, that's very exciting. As I said, as you grow, you know, your facilities get better, your opportunities get broadened. People are this community is growing by leaps and bounds. Our school district's growing by leaps and bounds. There's a reason people want to be here, and, mm-hmm. and um, we got great programs across Forney ISD. We got a, a, a great forward-thinking school district that um, has strengths everywhere you look. Um, and uh, as we build these new facilities, we 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 want to keep in mind that whether a kid's at an established facility or one of those new facilities, whether they're in that new shiny. Uh, brand new aquatic center or whether they're in you know the back gym at Warren which was there back in you know, it, it was the old 40 high back gym long long ago that uh, we're doing a great job educating kids and, and giving kids a, a, a superb experience in school um, we have that we want to retain that and so let's talk about the seasons going on right mm-hmm. now um, North Forney baseball and Forney baseball are in the height of that we're in second round. Really, you know, they play they play our team. We talked about this before twice in one week. Um, North Forney's got Highland Park this week, uh, and as a matter of fact, this Friday night they play one another at North Forney Highland Park and North Forney will be playing, and that's a, at least at the moment uh, looking like it could be the district championship game. Both of them um, have one loss on the season. Uh, they're coming into Friday's game. Uh, to match up and play one another. So one of them will have two mm-hmm. once we get to the end of that game. North Forney's been playing exceptionally well. They've been state ranked at the very you know very, very top of the state in, in 5A. So it's very exciting. Forney High still in the mix in baseball for you know right right in, in uh, fourth place right now. They could absolutely move up. They got to play well finishing out the rest of the district, but they're in the mix uh, fighting for those playoff spots. Um, Lady Jack Rabbit softball. Uh, another stellar year. They're they're right there in a essentially locked up with Royce City too. They've got a game coming up with Royce City that's probably going to be the district championship. Um, that game's coming up. So North Forney girls are uh, right there in the mix too, and in fourth place. They got a good opportunity to finish out in fourth or in third and earn that playoff berth. So it's it's exciting spring as always, and everybody's in the mix and everybody's playing hard for those playoff positions. So it's a lot of fun. Finished up soccer with the high school, but junior high soccer is going on. That's our started last. the very next day. Start started very next day. That's our and that's last. A, that's a new thing. It is. I don't know if we talked about that on well, the. Well, we didn't get to do it last year. So right. our first year was the year before last. So really, we've only done it one time. Mm-hmm. This is something we kind of work with our Metro North teams. Um, we play three games. Four. Four games. So we we added what Coach Wilkerson worked on that schedule to make sure it, it worked out for everyone involved. But um, we do it after the district track meet. Kids come out. We got girls teams and boys teams, seventh and eighth grade. We play at the high school fields. It's a lot of fun. Our high school coaches are very involved in that, so that's going to be a fun little season. Um, we got the area track meet this week. It's actually tomorrow, it's Thursday of this week, is the area track meet. It is in Joshua. We got a lot competitors from both of our high schools that are headed to area. Hopefully, preparing to to advance out of that to the regional round. Um, um, we just finished up tennis, as we said before. We just finished up golf. We're kind of winding down some of our spring seasons that have been, you know, fast and furious. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we're right in that, that sweet spot of softball and baseball that we're picking those playoff teams that we hope are going to go on and do really well in the state playoffs. Well, you can keep up to date with all of that on all of our athletic websites um, as well as social media. So check that out. Don't forget our contest this week, which is 126podcast at net. Send us the fifth ingredient in a take five bar for your chance to win a prize um, from the athletic department. Coach Wilkerson, thanks for coming on. And thanks for having me. Congrats on We'll let you know bar. next week who wins the prize. We will. I'm Absolutely. interested in what the fifth ingredient is. 
Yeah. Because I, mean, I don't know it either. I may oh, yeah. definitely have one in my backpack in my car right You're now. You're going to go so. get you got to beat Coach Wilkerson to the prize. I'll just it to y'all. I won't, I won't uh, enter the contest. You're the yes. judge. It's unfair. You're, yeah, your, your responsibility is to know the correct answer. So okay. that, Yes, it is. I mean, I really thought it was based on like, hey, take five, like a five-minute break. I, I don't think I would I put together the ingredients. What if, what if I, there's not one? What if that's not. true and I screwed this whole deal up? It's okay if, if there's somebody that that's the correct answer and they okay. answer first. Hey, yeah. there's not a fifth ingredient. Okay. I mean, you've got to back up your, your, right. That's true. your claim. You can't just say there's there's no fifth ingredient. You've yeah. got to prove it. Okay, right. Either way, it works. So good luck with that. Uh, we will talk to you soon. That is all we have for episode 15 of the 126. We will talk to you again next week. Have a good one.